Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Game Dev's Quest, your once-weekly podcast chronicling uh, our journey into game devdom. Uh, today, we got a special uh, guest host, uh, John Dodson. Go ahead and say hello. Hey, everybody. And, uh, of course, I'm one of your co-hosts, Rhett. I'm Taylor. What's up, guys? And, uh, you know... Uh, if you guys remember uh, last time we had John on, we we really went uh, into the deep dive of uh, getting her done, as it as it uh, as it were. So yeah, we talked about uh, everything, literally. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Held hands and, uh, in a circle, sat down, had a moment. It was great. It was. Great. <laughs> it was. And uh, and me and John had talked a couple times in December, like with the new year coming up, that we really wanted to. Uh, stress, you know, like the importance of goal making and uh, setting attainable goals and that sort of thing. And you guys heard us talk about that a little bit, like in the New Year's episode. Um, But what better time than, you know, nearing the end of January to have a refresher course on 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 staying the course on you know being true to your goals and what you want to get accomplished and how to sort of readjust them and that sort of thing um so that's what we're kind of here to touch on today and maybe a little bit of everything else in between so i don't know john if you had anything like specific that you wanted to touch on like before we kind of jump in you know if there was like somewhere you wanted to start yeah i i think the big reason why i've been making goals for the last couple years and really focusing on those for me is that I like to see my life head in a particular direction that makes sense to where I want to go. And so I think that for me, I started making goals because, you know, I didn't really feel like I sort of had that in a lot of ways. And I think that it's important for us as we're sort of moving forward with what we do. And, you know, I, I do Cheerful Ghost and I've got a job and I've got a son and, and a lot of these other things that it's really important that the things that we're spending our time on are are kind of what we want to see. Because I think for me, when if it seems like you just have a mountain of just things that you'd rather not spend time on. And there are definitely things in life that we have to do that for that. It's good to have things that you can plan on and you can sort of say, no, this is what I want to focus some of my time on. So I think for me, the reason why I kind of take a real mindful approach to goal making is because I have a lot of cool stuff I want to do. And with out of all the stuff that I don't want to do, and it's really good to make time for that kind of thing. For instance, couple of years ago, well, it's more than a couple of years ago, I made a goal to launch Cheerful Ghost that year. You know what I mean? And that that took a lot of very, you know, I had to sit time, sit down and do it. You know what I mean? It took a lot. And I'm really glad I did that. And then over the last couple of years, it's kind of refined from there. But I don't know. What do you guys, what are, what are the reasons why you guys do that? Um, for me, like growing up, I always had a pretty clear goal about what I what it was that I was doing that year, you know, oh, I mean, way I, more advanced than me. I had no plan, no plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it was always like, you know, okay, this year I'm in 
I'm like a freshman or whatever. It's first year of high school. Like I have to do well in school. I have to, you know, I was always like straight A student kind of kid. So I was like always making sure that my goals aligned with doing well in school. But then I was always active in sports and, you know, okay, so this year I want to make JV or this year I want to make varsity and whatever sport. Um, but ultimately it was like, let's get to college. But after I got to college, it was kind of like, whew, you know, I'm done. Uh, and then my goals in high school were a little different it was mostly like get c's skate by the end (laughs) right (laughs) um but yeah so like i had this kind of weird growing period when i was in college where i felt like i i hit i achieved my goal of getting into a good school and i hadn't planned past that so i ended up kind of floundering in college like i did i did fine i got pretty good grades but I didn't have like a clear path as to what type of career I wanted or, you know, how I was going to, what was going to happen after I got out of college, which was probably much more important than high school in hindsight. Um, (laughs) And then it's like, after I got out of college, I majored in something that I shouldn't have majored in. I majored in film studies, which is not employable at all, really. (laughs) Uh, then I had no idea what to do. I was like, okay, well now I'm out in the world. I'm not any better off than most people. Uh, you know, what do I do now? And I just kind of like floated from place to place. I didn't really have any clear goals. It was like in my free time, I spent time with my girlfriend, uh, or I played video games, but that was about it, you know? And now as I'm getting older into my late twenties, I want to make like, I want to have a, a fruitful life where I've done things that I can look back on and say, I accomplished that. And it all starts with analyzing what it is that I find important and finding a way to make them happen. And without having basically measurable data-driven goals, it's, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's much more difficult to try and achieve something. First, you have to take that period of like analyzing what it is that you are passionate about and what you actually want to do with your life. And then it's a matter of taking the steps in a given time period to achieve those things. So, and and this happens at work all the time now where you're trying to implement a certain project. I work in IT. And if you don't have like a, a plan for how to achieve what you want to achieve and you also aren't gathering data first of all you're not going to achieve your goal second of all you're not going to know whether or not you did achieve your goal or it was successful you know i feel like there's all those things that kind of have to be put into this package um you know to to actually hit those goals yeah that's right i mean i sort of just floated around sort of in my early 20s when i was just kind of letting life happen um, and, uh, that's just kind of, if you don't have a plan, it just kind of, things just kind of happen. And if you're okay with that, it works, but I wasn't, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and chances are like anybody listening to this likes video games and who among us doesn't love watching those, you know, stat tickers go up, right? You know, you <laughs> may, you level up and you see your progress. My, I mean, I love meaningless statistics you know like i remember like playing fable back in the day and it was like number of chickens kicked you know number of miles run number of beers drank you know how many times have you been drunk all this stuff like i wish 
that I could have that type of ticker like in real life where it just tracks everything I do like all the time, like longest piss ever taken. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, you know, and and just as like a stats junkie, anyways, like I I think you know, looking back and setting goals and that sort of thing, it's just like the IRL version of like watching those those stat markers go up. Because if you don't set goals, how else are you going to track your own progress and things? I mean, if you just kind of like let life happen, um, you know, you're never going to have that mile marker where you stop and you can look back and be like, oh, crap, that's what I accomplished here. <laughs> and that was a whole bunch. And everybody, I think, could use those boosts, you know, if not every week, then, you know, uh, as often as possible. And I think just setting good goals and, and, and learning how to take advantage of milestones in general is, I think, key to being productive, if that's what you want to be. I mean, and to me, a productive life is sort of a happy life and not necessarily productive, like, how much can I contribute to the, you know, the GDP of America? But, uh, but, how much can I accomplish in my own life? Uh, you know, whether that's going for a walk every day, you know, lifting weights, or maybe it's creating a game or writing a book or create writing the new song that I have on my mind, something like that. Cooking dinner, you know, that's productivity to me. It's not necessarily just money made and that sort of thing. Yeah. You don't want to be like, you guys remember in fight club, like the beginning of fight club, when he's just a zombie, like watching TV all the time. Like, that's wanna... my favorite part. The movie got <laughs> wrecked when he changed. Honestly, I, I really like <laughs> office drone culture. So I was like, you know, what happened to this movie? That was my only criticism. Honestly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah, like you don't want to just float through life doing that. And I think a lot of people do, like me included. I, I've had my fair share of times where months go by and I realize I haven't done anything of value besides go to work in the grocery store, you know? So. Well, and I think it's, I think it is important though to let everybody know that like, that's okay sometimes, you know? And it like, if all you can do to make it by is to make it by, well, then that's just what you got to do. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with you if you don't have time, you know, I mean, between putting the kids to bed and that sort of thing. But it just depends on what you want to get out of life. And I know a lot of people who do let uh, their life kind of go by while they're on the couch watching TV. I know a lot of them talk about wanting more out of life and that sort of thing. And I always say to them that, you know, it's like your life can change with right at this moment all you got to do is make the decision and it's one small thing at a time you know it's never it's never the choice to make huge drastic changes all at once it's these little things that pile up until you can look back and say there's the mountain that i that i crossed you know mm -hmm. um but if you are the type that you know maybe you really want to make something and this this month all you can do is get that paycheck and and scrape by by doing every extra bit of overtime or whatever you can, well, that's okay. Um, but, you know, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, right. Like, you, you know, our, 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 our ancestors. To go to the next Tony Robbins um, right. <laughs> for how to get right. things together. You're basically going to sell those tickets. Um, right. Hit me up for those. Yeah, yeah. Because he is not <laughs> your guru, everyone. He's not. But he is. But he's not. <laughs> 
the way I always look at it when I'm wasting time is that like my ancient ancestors, right? Like the hunter gatherer types whose, whose lives were dictated by, you know, the, the harvest of berries that day or whatever it might be. Like the work that they put into, uh, into cultivating their life and cultivating eventually, you know, a more sedentary lifestyle or whatever is sort of like, what opened up the path for me to be able to sit on my ass and watch TV. And if I don't sit on my ass and watch TV every once in a while, then I'm dishonoring my ancestors. <laughs> it's absolutely Weird. true. Did I Rhett mean, listen to the Sapiens I, episode or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Sorry. I think it's like I look at my life now and I think, okay, well, what would have young John Dotson thought about his life now? Honestly, I thought it would be pretty fucking rad. Buy any video game he wants. Play video. You know, he's got like, like this pretty big monitor. He's got these really cool things. You know, and like he's got a cool computer job. So, you know, he's got a pretty cool wife and kids. So, you know, I kind of look at that, and 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 I think maybe maybe my ancestors look at it in the same way. Although I could also be horrifying them entirely because it's also <laughs> yeah. possible that they were some of those people that lived on the East Coast that sort of traveled over here that wanted to burn witches. And I'm not into that. So <laughs> it's possible they. Could be like, uh oh, you know, very disappointed. But that's okay because I think there's a level where you kind of, kind of maybe disappoint your ancestors sometimes in that way if they're horribly. Oh yeah, (laughs) I'm probably a huge disappointment to my ancestors. Honestly, I mean, um, (laughs) if they could see how I spent my time, they'd be like, what? The in- what is the internet? I mean, yeah, they're all, they all died before the internet. At all, anyway. yeah. No, they not. wouldn't. They, but- they understand butter churns, not clicking. <laughs> yeah. on the mouse, which I'm okay with because I understand a butter churn too. As we're talking about, because I've done it, I've done it. I went to you know, I went to Ren Fair. I know how to do that. But like, think about the. I think when people think about goals, and I used to think about it this way, that they're boring and stupid, and they're not actually anything interesting, or it's just a bunch of work. And I don't actually look at it like that. I look at it in terms of my personal goals is in what are the things that most excite me? Where are the things that I most want to go this year? What am I drawn to do? It doesn't, not to say that all your goals aren't, are going to be, you know, maybe that great, but like a lot of them can be. Because again, I sort of look at it as personal fulfillment. How do you want to grow? Where do you want to, where do you want, what do you want to be? And, and, and sort of like sort of piecing it together, um, to form some sort of longer, longer, you know, longer sort of story. And that's kind of how I look at it. And, Again, I always thought adults were mostly boring and I still think most adults are boring, but like you don't have to make the process of growing or setting goals to be intrinsically boring, stupid or not even useful. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I look at it, too. In fact, most of the stuff on my list, I'm like super excited about um, <laughs> because, well, partly I came up with them and that helps. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's a big thing that people overlook, though, too, is that sort of defining your own goals and defining the steps to attain those goals is a huge part of the process that, you know, a lot of people are just like, I, I don't know, I guess, I guess I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but I used to work in a place where people would be like, oh, you're trying to do a podcast or, oh, you're trying to do stand-up comedy or, oh, you're playing shows with your band, like what, you want to like make it big or whatever? And it's like, no, these are just the goals I'm taking to better myself, the steps I'm taking towards those. And a lot of people scoffed at that, but when I sat down with a couple of them, you know, I had one gal in particular, she was like, I don't like the direction my life is going. Like, what can I do to make it better? And we sat down and we made a list of goals for her during the new year. And she went from thinking it was stupid to 
you know, not, not necessarily that it was fun, but I think that's a big part of the process is sitting down and defining for yourself what's important and what's not. And, you know, you can't just do what other people tell you to do. You got to take that first step and you got to define it for yourself. Yeah. And I, I fall into this habit of always looking at like the end goal. Like I think, Oh, how awesome would it be if I had a job as like a software developer? My life would be so much better you know, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. John, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of it, a lot of achieving, achieving goals isn't necessarily about just that end, that end goal. It's about the journey, right? Yeah. Like uh, if, absolutely. Like if you read Lord of the Rings and all you did was read that they destroyed the ring, how fun would that be? You wouldn't get anything out of it. <laughs> well, dude, right? you didn't you need to put a spoiler alert on that. <laughs> Please put that tag on it. I love it's Lord of the Rings to the ending with that one. I That's know. Good. Well, <laughs> oh, is this like a thing that people know about? I thought Taylor was making this up. Yeah, this is this book idea that I've been having for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sounds like it could start a whole genre. Continue onwards. Sir. Continue. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I just think it's that, that kind of whole continuous improvement, um, you know, lifelong learner goal where it's like, what, I don't remember the exact steps of that whole process, but, you know, practice, refine, you know, whatever. It's like kind of this cycle where you try, you try and go for a goal, you, you are bad at it, you get better by practicing, maybe you've hit that goal, so you make another goal that's a little bit more difficult or whatever and you just keep doing that over and over and over and like i feel like to have a fruitful life that's a really good way of not only achieving a lot of goals but just like always getting better at things like throughout your life yeah so and you know and and talking you know going kind of what you're saying about the journey is like what's the most important you know ask yourself this like what what is more fun moving you know thinking about every step like moving a pebble every day and you sit there and you calculate it every day and you're like okay only only 900 more days till i move this whole mountain of pebbles or is it more fun to just move the pebbles and then when you're done you look back and you go oh shit i moved all all those pebbles how did i even do that you know (laughs) like all of a sudden you turn around behind you and there's just a mountain of freaking rocks behind you like that's more exciting than than you know, setting out with the end goal in your mind. Well, not that the end goal is important, but like only thinking about that end goal. Yeah. That's how people burn out and you crash and you, you lose sight of what you're doing. Well, but if you can kind of space that, get it at the end or whatever, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) But you say it so well. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Uh, it's like, I mean, I don't know how many times I've set a goal each year or whatever of, I haven't been working out for three months, but starting today, I'm going to work out every day. Yeah, today is the day. <laughs> yeah, today's the day. I'm going to work out every single day for the rest of my life. I like <laughs> set those arm bells on fire. <laughs> my, the friction. Yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't really work like that. I mean, maybe some people can do that and kudos to them. But I think for most people, it's little steps. What is um, steps. for me? Yeah, it's more little like steps. little steps, and also just a mind-numbing amount of crazy, crazy hard work. I think one goal particular, and I'll just sort of start into this. Last year, one of my goals was to um, so 
<clears throat> let's step back a little bit. I think a lot of guys can understand who are tech minded that, um, you know, food, we like eating and our physique can turn into something more reflective of being perpetually pregnant. So that's something for me, too. I had the nerd pregnancy as well. Something I have not exactly been thrilled about, but found it hard. You know, life is hard. Stress, eating, you know, you got to be able to bury those emotions with a bag of chips. I think we all have been there. I think we all get it. No, no judgment here. No I judgment. like the I like the nerd bod versus dad bod or whatever. Shut <laughs> up. Dad bod dad is the way to go. Only, it's totally true. I haven't been a dad very long, so I'm more identified as being a nerd, but I'm totally. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me last year, I was like, okay, man, you had the kid. It's time to get this shit together. And so I set this as a goal last year and it took me about six months to figure out how to get into a target zone that worked consistently. And I had to keep adjusting, right? Because what I tried at first didn't work. And then I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't work. And I, and I kept thinking about things. Like I went down the rabbit hole of even thinking, do I have a food addiction? I, I thank God I don't. But I was wondering, I'm like, why is this so hard? Why can't I do this? And just trying things and failing and keep trying and keep trying and keep trying and adjusting and always thinking about it. So... That was one of those goals where for me, it was just, I just had to, I couldn't stop trying something. I couldn't, you know, and it's something that I had to think about and raise to the top of my mind and develop this kind of plan around and just, I had to work into it. Cause again, the goal was to get to a particular target weight zone and then to get there took almost seven, six months until I saw any kind of anything happened there. I mean, I've got other goals too that aren't like losing weight, you know, they're all video game related and all that kind of thing too. But like that one was really, really challenging. Um, and that just took like a sad amount of work or a happy amount of work because I'm really happy with where that went. I'm you know, 20 pounds down and I feel better Nice, and everything's right. Yeah. And I run a lot and all that kind of thing. But do you um, want to share some of the specifics about what you did? Absolutely. Uh, so I think, no, no, no. I'm totally comfortable with it. So um, I think the first thing is to work into a routine to figure out how first off you need to you need to exercise. So if you're going to try to do any kind of weight loss, you're going to need to figure out how to bring exercise as in there. And I mean, sweating, you know, 30 plus minutes um, and you need to do it like regularly. So I would go out for a run because that's the easiest thing. I've been running for a while, but I made it more mindful that I'd run consistently. So about every other day. Um, so I run about every other day or every day depending on um and that helps so that helps you know with the just the health zone and then from then it's all about um i know people have a real there's a lot of debate on health being health and how you approach this but there's this really interesting writing that really inspired me called the hacker diet and the hacker diet essentially sums up um food in terms of um, the amount of calories or what you take in and that kind of thing. And so if you if you understand your weight, your, your sort of your weight and your height, and then you figure out your target burn zone in terms of calories, and you're just sort of managing that, and you're at and you eat calories at your target burn zone, and you work out, you will lose weight, like it will happen, unless you have some weird biological thing happening. The problem is, is when you eat you can't eat 5,000 calories a day and lose weight. You just can't. It will not work. It's it's really that simple. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you need to worry about quality of food and organic, and there's a, lots of discussions about that, but you need to get your intake to a normal level, 
and you need to work out. And if you do that and you can train yourself, I believe humans are trainable. I'm not saying it's easy. It's fucking hard as shit. It's so hard, but like you can do it. And I, and, and you basically just, you know, like I said, eat at your target burn zone or maintenance zone and work out and you will lose weight. You so will. how do you, how do you, or track you get a your stomach calories. staple or you could staple your stomach. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you use like apps or anything to yeah, so track I went, your calories? I went way old school. I just opened a Google doc spreadsheet and then I just say, okay, well, a banana is like 60 and then I just look it up and then I put it in there and I manage it that way. And then over a period of four months, I got to a point where I understood the amount of what I was eating and and then it became a list of choices throughout the day. Like, well, if I eat those cookies, I can't have that. Or if I do this, I do that. So I got, I, it was all in service and I made the process kind of suck a little bit through a spreadsheet because I wanted to learn portioning and understand this kind of portion meant this kind of, you know, outcome, right? So if I eat it, like, you know what I mean? Cause I don't think the goal is to track your calories every day of your life. Like mm-hmm. that sounds like it's to understand what works for you in the long run and build up habits that work over time. And so I kind of made the spreadsheet thing suck a little bit so I could teach myself how to understand what I was eating and that kind of thing. That's really cool. I like that. It's like, it's basically just think about the math of it. <laughs> yep. It, 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 <laughs> and again, I'm not, a, I'm not a nutritionist, but it's pretty much that simple. Um, yeah, I think. I think that's the hardest part that people have when it comes to like fitness goals and healthy lifestyle habits is that like realistically when it comes to maintaining body weight or adding body weight or losing body weight, it's literally it's just input versus output. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What? Yeah, and people have a really hard time with that. And uh, they try to find some magic formula, but the easiest magic formula is just figure out that input, figure out that output. That's just like <laughs> you know? software, dude. Yeah, it is. It's exactly well, like if you believe humans coding are in a way, trainable, you know? then we can train ourselves. The hard part is training yourself. And, and I don't yeah. even want to make light of this because um, it's easy to talk about. It's very, very hard to do, especially for someone like me who uses food as a way to regulate your emotions and your, Yo, and your yeah. moods. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. Some people use alcohol, I'm the drugs, same. food, video games, escape is whatever. And that's very hard. I don't to know say. what you mean. Exactly. <laughs> right. He's, he's taking a hit of a bottle right now. So by the way, but we're going to have a meeting later where we talk about it. <laughs> So, so that's, that's the trick. It's not, you know, and it's figuring out how that works for you and slowly baby steps to that zone, you know? And, and, and I think just in general, when I'm thinking about a goal too, is I didn't start out with like buying this app and buying this fitness machine and this rowing thing and all that kind of thing, you know, cause that can get really expensive. I start out pretty simple spreadsheet, um, and then, you know, running. And that's pretty easy to understand. And now I've got like a fit, I've got an Apple watch that helps me track fitness because this is part of what I do now. It's my thing. So like I made that jump into there and that's really great. You know, I can track, you know, a lot of different things. I can share my, you know, how my progress with friends and stuff, which is kind of fun, which is kind of fun, but I wouldn't start out jumping straight into Apple watch and all that kind of stuff because, you know, you don't need to spend a thousand bucks or whatever to try to see if something works for you, you know, slowly work into something and do just little things to get there. You know what I mean? Spending a lot of money can seem like you're making a lot of progress. <laughs> I think it, it's an easy it's emotional not, patch. Yeah. It's an easy not. emotional patch for it. Right. It's not exactly progress. It's just well, you bought a lot of stuff. It, you know? it reminds me kind of what I was talking about with like, oh, if only I was this thing, 
you know, oh, well, once I get that Apple Watch, I'm going to work out all the time. <laughs> yeah. It, whereas you know. the route you took was basically like establish that habit. And then once you're in that habit, you know, this would make my life a little bit easier. So this this tool will benefit me. And there's like, I know I'll use it, you know? Yeah. So I like that approach a lot. It's yeah, it's kind of like musical instruments in a way, right? Like you don't just jump in straight for the two thousand dollar guitar. Like you go to the <laughs> pawn shop, parents, and, and then fuck that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're an asshole, and I hate you. No, uh, <laughs> just kidding. We love you, rich person with rich parents. Um, tell tell your parents to hit us up. Click yeah, donate. click donate. Right. Yeah, yeah, let's get that Patreon set up, Rhett. <laughs> oh man, we're being nice to rich people. I think give you money <laughs> screw you rich people <laughs> we love you rich people yeah it's uh it's interesting you know i you know i don't know i hate body weight is always one of those things it's like we all think about it yeah but i hate i hate talking about it too much because i, I don't i don't want to sound like overly preachy to somebody or whatever because you're right like what works for one person doesn't work for another person and you know i found the best the best way for me to find a fitness regimen that worked was to start small like you said i I went to the sporting goods store one day and I bought a jump rope for like five bucks. I was like, okay, if I can I eat healthy and jump rope I've every never day. Heard people just grab a jump rope. I love it. <laughs> yeah, jump rope was yeah. the big thing. And then I, I added a, a punching bag That's into cool. my routine. And, uh, you know, I'm still not where I want to be because I, I have a hard time maintaining that, that habit. But, yeah. um, Red's <laughs> trying to dunk a basketball, so. That's where, Heck yeah. that's where all those jumps come in handy. <laughs> hey, what can I say? Got to drop 10 LBs and I can take you to the rack, son. <laughs> yeah. That is a true quote from my high school PE teacher. <laughs> we were watching the Ducks play. He sounds play. like a treasure. <laughs> He's a great guy. <laughs> we were watching the Ducks play basketball last night, and uh, one of the announcers was talking about how good of penetration they they were doing. And Allie oh was like, my. "Allie was like, what? They should what? not yeah. say that in any context." <laughs> no, that's a great word for sports. So he I had his thesaurus handy. <laughs> Do not blame him. Blame the tool. Uh, Red's practicing penetration to the rim. So I. <laughs> This podcast get, just got knocked to not rated G anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we haven't been no. rated G for a long time, uh -oh. unfortunately. Uh -oh. oh, man. You guys should have told me. <laughs> you dropped a couple <laughs> F-bombs already, John. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, anyway, sorry. Um, Continue, Rhett. <laughs> so, um, let's penetrate this idea some more. Does um, uh, Do you guys have any other, like, specific... Um, instances of what we're talking about i think weight was actually a really good a good one that i think not just game devs can relate to right anybody can relate to that um go ahead yeah it was just something that i was thinking about for a while and wanted to make a change there and i think if some people are like maybe at a non-traditional weight and they're like happy there i think that's great i think it really again goals just start off where you want to go um and i know a lot of people that you know i don't you know that you know, probably are more fine with there than I went, than I was. Um, but if you mean, do you mean right in terms of like other goals that we had? Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Uh, 
Well, one, of the, one of the one of the ones kind of out of the out of, out of that, which more into the cheerful ghost arena. So um, for people that didn't hear the last episode that I was in, I started a video game website, cheerfulghost.com, and we published some games and it's a pretty fun community. Um, and so I have some goals on my list about that. So one of the, again, we talked about this last time, but one of the really important things that we do is go to Portland Retro Gaming Expo and we have a booth there. And this year, um, I'm trying to think about how to do the booth in a different way because you can, you can just simply go to an expo and do the kind of same booth that you do every year. But I try to think about ways to do it a little different and also ways to get people excited about it and kind of engage with it in ways that we don't in the past. One of the things that's worked for us in the past is um, we have these um, old retro game tournaments. Last year we did like a Mario Brothers speed run. We did Snake Rattle and Roll score tournament. We did... Um, and, and, that, and those are really fun because they bring a kind of an eclectic mix and you get a lot of the same kind of people that like that kind of speed run thing. And, and, and the booth kind of feels like a little bit of a, a sort of like a instance community for the weekend, you know, with some of the people that come by and, you know, people are there all weekend. So it's really, really fun. So I'm thinking this year we're going to do that, but also trying to, um, kind of up that a little bit and make the contests a little bit more fun or a little bit more shareable, a little bit more unique. So I'm looking at doing things with maybe the zap, like the Nintendo zapper or the super scope six or Mario paint and try to make them a little more less, a little less traditional. For instance, like I watch GDQ this year. I don't know if you guys watch games, awesome games so quick. Like it was incredible. I love it. And they do all these crazy speed runs, but I'm trying to, and, and so I'm thinking about trying to do, you know, games we can draw people to the booth that are a little bit more like i don't know playing super scope backwards or <laughs> or mario paint like the fly swatter game or those kinds of things where they're just a little like they're fun but they're different so um that kind of thing and also trying to we sold vhs tapes last year and that worked out really well but also something else we could sell that might help like finally pay for the booth because last year we did about we paid for about half of it selling vhs tapes and this year trying to be like do we sell candy well nerds love candy i love candy could i sell candy to nerds could i sell a pack of candy to nerds could i sell nerds to nerds i probably could so stuff like that where i'm like trying to figure out and i'm and like the one theme for this year is cheerful ghost booth the best year ever and trying to figure out how to like take that theme and apply it to what we do and how we approach talking to people and the swag that we have there because i think it's good to come into these kinds of things with an idea and goals and just because because I don't want things to feel samey because this isn't a job for me. This is a way that I approach life. You know, Cheerful Ghost is an aspect of who I am. It's not just yet another thing that I do. It's very important to me. So I want to think about that a lot. So you, sh- you should start selling some Cheerful Ghost workout regimen or, <laughs> or, or like Cheerful Ghost workout videos with John Dotson. <laughs> I always thought that's actually funny that you mentioned it because I've always thought that if Cheerful Ghost became something that I did full time, that I would try to do a YouTube channel or series about how you can be mindful and keep, you know, and be healthy and be a, a technologist or a gamer. Because I think that we have these kinds of gaming personalities focusing on, um, you know, entertainment and that kind of thing. But I don't think a lot of people are really focusing on, well, how do you keep that together for yourself. Um, and I think that could be interesting because I think that, um, yeah, but it's something I've thought of even as, as much fun as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that. that you bring it up that way 
uh, both of you because uh, I remember when I first became peripherally aware of like the esports scene. Yeah, you know the first thing everybody says is like, "Well, what a bunch of fat slobs," you know. <laughs> and I remember like following uh, their player Fatality for a really long oh, time. Yeah, he dude. was like the, the top dog in, in Quake school. Three. Yeah, man. <laughs> and and John, Bla- our buddy John Blatchford, he bought like the Fatality signature gaming mouse. Yeah. <laughs> it was like one of the first mice to like to incorporate weights into it, you know, so that you could pop out these weights and add better weights for more, you know, tactile control over, you know, your shooting people. And um, and I remember watching this documentary about Fatality, and he was like, yeah, I run about 10 miles a day. And I was just like, oh, oh, God, <laughs> you know, and that's, a, that's routinely what you see for all these top esports players like, you know, I don't know, I... The only ones I really follow very closely anymore are, are Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, and Dota 2. And you don't see a single, you know, overweight esports player in those two games. And, you know, and I think it's because, well, the science says that you're going to be better at esports if you are physically healthy. And they accept it. And because of that, they eat healthy, they work out, they do those sorts of things. So technology really gives us an opportunity to take the time to be healthy and i think a lot of us just got to embrace that a little bit more Uh, but uh yeah it's about staying sharp i think i think that when you're taking care of yourself it's kind of like i look at it in terms of a bunch of pieces that form the whole right we got to take care of ourselves mindfulness emotional state and then we have this physical body that we inhabit and we have to take care of that and i think it helps us stay sharp very much and i think it allows me to be a better developer and you know better human yeah i mean human beings we can't just replace our power supply when it shorts out so (laughs) you know we gotta we gotta dust that bad boy out every once in a while you know (laughs) unless cheerful ghost gets a uh, mountain dew sponsorship and then mountain dew (laughs) your power supply refueling (laughs) done right MountainDew.com. Uh, and then otherwise, no, don't drink it. It's horseshit. <laughs> it's the real slurm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so one of the things I like about what we have going, Game Devs Quest, is we're not scared to talk about off-topic stuff. And I'm kind of starting to, to get to this point where I think that, and this might sound pompous or whatever, but I think that we're trying to almost... I mean, we're trying to build a community, but we're also trying to build like this healthy kind of way of life, basically, Um, which is, you know, we we dabble in all kinds of different like religious talks and philosophies. (laughs) And now we're talking about basically goals and just like wellness. And I think that's important, like for especially for game developers like the first game dev conference we went to uh was called enjoy game dev and it was all about basically like sustaining as a game developer and the keynote speaker was a doctor who focuses on like the mental health side of game development and it's important to consider when like for me i'm working 40 hours a week and then on top of that i'm typically now spending 20 hours a week working on game development, streaming, all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of time to be putting into, I mean, to be working, basically. So it's really important to kind of, you know, to, to think about those things, about your mental state, your emotional state, state of your body, because you want to be functioning at top capacity, you know? You want to be like Kobe Bryant or whatever in the NBA, except for in the game dev side. And to do that, you really have to like, 
think about all of those different components of your life and how they combine together. You know, you have to live a very balanced life to be as productive as you can be, you know, because like for a while when I was, when I was streaming, uh, I was doing nine to 11, four to five days a week. And I normally go to bed like 10 o'clock. And so <laughs> when, when I would, when I'd be done streaming at 11, I mean, sometimes I'd get a host at like 1050 and then it's like, well, you know, now I have people watching, so I should probably like keep going for another hour or something. And then it would roll over into midnight, one o'clock sometimes or whatever, or I host somebody and then I feel like I have to kind of like do my, my, or, you know, like I kind of owe it to them to hang out for a little while since I hosted them and stuff like that. And so then it'd be like, I'd end up getting six hours of sleep a night or whatever. And then my cats are going crazy. So it ends up being like six hours of sleep of really not high quality sleep, you know? So, uh, so we just have to find ways to be balanced. Um, when, when that was happening by the end of the week, I was just dragging and it was like, dude, I, I'm not even doing anything productive right now. <laughs> like let's do Let's make a change. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And that ties into something we were talking about before the podcast started, which is that, like, being able to, like, analyze, like, where your goals are taking you and then being able to, like, readjust based on things like your physical and mental health are very important, right? Like, you can't achieve your goal if you're burned out. And burnout is a very real medical condition, you know? It's gaining a lot more traction in the psychiatric community, and people do it. And they do it by working 60 hours a week and then going and taking care of the kids and then trying to pursue their hobbies without considering the toll that it takes on their body. Um, And I think it's very important. And I think a lot of people, you know, I have a huge problem with this because I I am a hot or cold person. If I say, here's the change I want to make in my life, I can't ease into it. I go full throttle. And I'll, you know, usually I'll set a goal, you know, for example, like, okay, I'm going to do this for one month and I'm going to reassess where I'm at, am at the end of the month. But yeah, like one small example, one time I said, I'm going to give up refined sugar and I gave up refined sugar and, uh, what if it's unrefined? What if it's just really doesn't have table manners or anything? (laughs) (laughs) It's just a barbaric uh, uncivilized piece of crap. <laughs> you don't want to take this sugar home to mom, so it's okay. <laughs> um, now the he actually just <laughs> ate sweet and low for for. Eight uh, weeks no, actually, straight. I had I had no artificial sweetener either. Um, uh, the only sweetener I allowed myself was um, every once in a while I had some. Uh, you know what's the low Stevia? glycemic. Uh, no, not stevia. Stevia is pretty good, though. I've been looking into the benefits of that lately. Um, but no, uh, like agave. Like I'd add like agave to tea or something, you know, because it has a low glycemic index. It doesn't spike your blood sugar like honey would or something like that. Um, and then, of course, you know, I had I had plenty of fruit and stuff like that, which there is sugar in. But this idea of added refined sugar, I cut out and... I won't go into too much detail, but like, oh my God, like those first three days, I thought I had like the norovirus. It was just like coming out both ends. And I talked to my doctor and they're like, 
did you make any significant dietary changes? I was like, I cut out sugar. And they're like, yeah, that's because sugar is so addictive that your body is telling you that you need it by giving you these like extreme withdrawal symptoms. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I will say after I got better from that sickness, it made staying off of it very easy. Um, But again, I I took that 30 days to heart and people would be like, dude, you should have this diet Coke or whatever because it's diet. There's no sugar in it. And it's like, no, I need to do this for 30 days. And afterwards, I was able to stop, analyze. Well, plus okay. diet Coke tastes like shit. I mean, that's It awful. does. It tastes like a freaking cardboard box. <laughs> yeah. And anybody who thinks... I don't get why thinks... people do diet. It's so gross. It's like, disgusting. I've been, I've been getting into, um, like, uh, seltzer water that has, like, flavoring in it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that's actually, like... I can yeah, actually like the LaCroix. Absolutely. It's yeah, not yeah, very yeah. expensive. It's super, it's super like um, pompous as well. You know, well, and it scratches and the best part about it. It's though, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It scratches the itch. Oh, yeah. That I think a can of pop has right. Going yeah. to the fridge, grabbing a can, cracking it open, satisfying yeah. that urge to drink something that's tasty and not yeah, water it's right great. it's really good and it doesn't taste like junk I, again i just think diets taste terrible i mean if you're going to go down that route just add the sugar back and go straight to diet town hell you know i mean just <laughs> don't don't yeah yeah but it's uh yeah i don't know that's just one small example though of like you know you get to that end of that 30 days and you say what's the toll that this took on my body and my well-being and you have to do that not just for things of dietary nature that actually do have a pretty significant toll or whatever on your body, whether it's a good toll or bad toll, but for things that might be positive, right? Like, um, I I read an article the other day about high intensity interval training, which anybody who doesn't know that, let's say you're running hill sprints, right? You find a steep hill or maybe some steep stairs near your house. And every day you go there and you sprint up these stairs as fast as you can. And then you jog back down and you take a 30 second rest you get your breath and then you sprint up the stairs as fast as you can that's high intensity interval training and i read this article that says that people who run these high intensity interval training regiments um they do let's say they do every day for eight weeks i think the it said um they would not have as significant of health increase as people who do it i think I think the science said 24 times in an eight-week period. The people who ran these high-intensity workouts 24 times in eight weeks had gains like that equated to be like, I don't know what, like four or five times as much as the people who did it every day. And that's because you give your time, your body time to rest. You give your time body to adjust. Our bodies are anti-fragile devices where in order to build these muscles and gain that lung capacity, your body breaks it down, but it needs time to rebuild. And if you don't give it that time, you're going to maybe you feel great after doing every day, eight weeks of high in- intensity training. You're going to be like, wow, I feel great. But the truth is, is your body is not going to be as as in good of a place as somebody who paces themselves. And I think that ties exactly into, okay, here's where I'm going with this goal. Here's my trajectory. And you look at it and you analyze it and you go, oh, I got to tone it back if I want to make it there. Or I got to press on the throttle a little bit and lay into it, you know? Um, People don't think about it that way. They think about, you know, basically like an on-off switch. Am I going towards this goal? Yes or no? Okay, I'm doing great. They don't analyze the, you know, the other bull statements that need to be, you know, 
run through the loop. Nice. Oh, come on. <laughs> programming language? <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> it. It parsed through my compiler. I got it. I got it. Um, so, yeah, I talked about a couple goals. Taylor, did you have anything that you're setting up for uh, Yield 2018 that you want to take a take a stab at this year? Yeah, I got a lot of goals this year. Um, most of the main ones that I have are game dev related. So... Uh, our listeners know, I don't know how much I talked to you about it, uh, but I've been doing one game a month for the last three months. I'm on my fourth month straight. Um, and basically one game a month is, uh, is, is exactly what it sounds like. There's a website that puts it on. They, they drop a theme the first of every month, and then you have a month to complete a game kind of surrounding that theme. And so my goal this year uh, is to complete 12 straight including the ones from last year. So 12 straight months of making games. Um, like the, the last three months, uh, four oh, months. See, this is fun. This, okay. That's right. This is when you said complete a game, I'm like, Oh cool. You're going to go through a Skyrim a month. No, you mean make one. Okay. Oh, awesome. oh I'm sorry. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Make <laughs> totally a game. Uh, that sounds way better. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I actually should have a goal about playing video games because I don't play video games hardly ever anymore. And for a game developer, that's like essential research, you know, but yeah. So, one of my main goals is to complete 12 straight months of one game a month. Um, after I complete the 12, I want to start um, basically working on a longer term project. I think by that time I'll have, I mean, I have all of what I learned last year um, already in my head, but I think after completing 12 games, I'll have enough skill and kind of know-how and idea to be able to pursue something a little bit bigger that I could put up on some kind of marketplace, even if it's just for free. Um, so that's kind of like the Those grand, cool. that's a really cool goal. Yeah. yeah. So I have an um, idea for your first month's game. Are you ready? You ready for the pitch? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, new year's resolution workout simulator. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That could be, that there's some potential cool. okay. there, dude. Yeah, yeah. there is. Um, my thinking is um, a couple buttons. One is one is like um, work out. One's like eat chips. Another one's like, uh, there's just other stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's not really well fleshed out, but I'm sure you can take your uh, yeah. game developer magic and make something special there. I, I uh, really gotta like, be like sit on the couch all day, eat chips option. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be like another part of it. Like, cause I think some of the best like workout simulators have come from like sports games. You know, like I remember fight night round three had like one of the best like workout simulator uh, mini game aspects of like any game I'd ever played. And then another one I've been playing a lot of, it's this small game. I can't remember the, the studio off the top of my head, but it's a small game called Punch Club. Oh, yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. I've got, yeah. We, uh, yeah. God, it's, it's so fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you got to balance, you know, your stat increases with like oh, things yeah. like going to work and then like finding time to do fights and like explore the town and like do chores for people. It's, it's a really fun game. Yeah. Punch Club is a cool game. Uh, just a little tangent on that. Tiny um, Build Games um, or the publishers of that oh, yeah, are yeah. up in Seattle. Um, and uh, yeah, we got a couple review copies of that. It's a fun game. I played it on the 3DS and PC, but yeah, I dig it very much. And it, it sort of mixes that like 
you know, stat counter thing with a really yeah. interesting story. And then recently, like they added like Ninja Turtles, but not Ninja yeah. Turtles because yeah. of copyright. I just fought that guy. Yeah. It's like fighting crocodiles or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it's really cool. And Taylor, by the way, for your um, New Year's resolution workout simulator, make sure you add shake weights there. Because yeah. I, shake weights. Oh, I can have some Maybe good you can work up to shake weights. Too. Maybe that'll have to be like a experience progression or something. That, no, that's, right that's if Taylor, you, you make like a mobile app. Middle-aged mother uh, character. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and that's got to be the mobile app version, though. It's like the middle-aged oh, mother yes. character. And then you got to take your Use phone. Use the and gyroscope. Gotta... Yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can use the phone accelerometer for the shape. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. So, yeah, Um, those are just some brief ones. I can go into more depth, but I think we can go round robin. Yeah, yeah. Well, and my depths are – or my depths. Uh, My (laughs) goals, like I said, and I tell everybody this, it's like every year – Pretty much come like middle of December, I sit down and I start crafting a 100 to-do list – for the next year and my goal is to always end it by the end of January and I've got like 75 entries right now out of 100 and sometimes I don't actually finish it all the way but I still aim as hard as I can for that and a couple goals just uh, they're very basic and one thing I'll add about this that we haven't touched on that I wanted to say right at the beginning is that I think like one of the most important things about long-term goals is a like breaking them down into short-term goals that you can uh you know track your progress on like we've been talking about but then also putting that goal your list of goals or put it you you know maybe just in bold letters your one main goal and putting it somewhere visible taping it on the corner of your computer monitor or, or taping it in the corner of your bathroom mirror so every day you get up and you're brushing your teeth and you go all right rocky here's the time we're going to we're going to get our game up on the marketplace or we're going to we're gonna do that thing, you know, and you can. Now we're going into acapella. Hell yeah, dude! I just watched Rocky. I was like, I had, I was like, I had the music in my mind when you're like, you know, giving yourself the encouragement. Heck yeah, man! It's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of our rivals, you know? Anyway, I can sing that whole song, but I'm not going to. It's a great uh, song. It's a great song. But uh, putting those goals in a place where you can see them and constantly be reminded. And that's, I I hate to say this, but that's, it's got to be more than a Google document on your Google Drive with some obscure title that will get lost in the heap of things. And it's got to be more than some Evernote or OneNote, you know, uh, note on your phone. And I always handwrite my lists, and when I'm done, um, you know, usually I'll keep them on my desk somewhere. Um, traditionally, I would tape it. I have like a big tall desk with my workspace down here, and then it's got big, uh, you know, cupboards up on top. And I would tape my to-do list to the inside of that, like you know, kind of perpendicular to my computer monitor, and I could look over at it every day and see it. And when I'm done, I take a black Sharpie and I go straight through it. And I say, I'm done with that one. Time to go to the next one if I can. And I don't ever work chronologically, but, but you know, some of the things that I include on my list, like this year, number one on my list is, uh, you know, I run my own business and this year, um, in, in years past, I've had trouble, uh, generating business to the extent that I could be self-sufficient on my business. 
Uh, so this year, I want to I want to solicit two clients a week, be it email, be it phone call, be it face to face, handing them a brochure and a business card. Two clients a week. So hopefully more than 100 clients this year uh, that I, you know, can have potential on landing. Um, you know, another goal. Me and Taylor recently uh, joined forces with some other friends, and we have started a book club. And one of the goals I wrote down right before the new year is I want to launch the book club before January ends, which we've done. Goal yeah. accomplished. There's a big flat, a big fat black sharpie markers right through there. Which, um, by the way, we should save a little bit of time to talk about that because I don't know if we've ever officially announced it on the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't. But uh, yeah, and that you guys are going to be going over the collected works of Stephanie Meyer first. I actually think that's pretty bold. <laughs> I think that's a pretty bold podcast, and I would really be into listening to that, personally. Because I, you think can be a guest a host, of, John. I, I could. I, could. <laughs> I have a lot of association with that material. You know what? I don't care who said Twilight is a great book. Okay, right, and the first it. movie could have gone places if it stuck to its indie roots. That's all I have to say. Uh, I'm Team Jacob. That's all there is, really. There. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> It's <laughs> probably good. It's probably good. Uh, I did watch the movie and I laughed at it. Uh, one of my friends' friends was in that movie. He's in the cafeteria scene. So we watched it oh. together and we saw him and we laughed our asses off and then we rewound it and watched it like several times. Dude, that's as far it. as indie movies go, if you watch the first one from a lens of like independent filmmaking, it's so badass, like what they managed <laughs> to do, right? Like, watch that and tell me, like that, uh, you know, let the right one in or whatever is like a hundred times better than that movie. Like, I think they're pretty. Like, if you view it from the independent filmmaker lens, I think let the right one in, the original, and and Twilight are like pretty on par. Like, obviously, one is like a YA like romance, and the other isn't. Yeah, but. As far as vampire movies go, like, come on. <laughs> uh, then the next ones suck. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, uh, that one with the fake baby was so on point. I was in. Just, uh, it was great. Oh, yeah. I actually like that actress, though. She grew up to be in my favorite movie, Interstellar. Um, not that she was the baby. I don't think she was. I think they, like, computer animated her weird face onto it or whatever. <laughs> That's but... exactly what happened. <laughs> So weird. I, all I know, I know, all I know, Twilight movies by like, is it fake baby in that movie? No. So, is it the one that Jacob's in? No, okay, that's really the first one. Okay, is it the one that he's old enough so he could take his shirt off? Okay, that's probably New Moon. Yeah, okay. that's how I know about. I don't really know them by their names. I guess I just said the name, but. <laughs> I actually really liked the book New Moon because uh, I only read the first two, but I really liked that that one because, like you said, Team Jacob all the way. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I yeah. thought it was more interesting anyways. Um, God, we could go on our Twilight uh, riff, but that'll be for our other podcast called um, Never Twilight Mind, I Princess. I don't it. know. That's a Zelda game. I nice know. job. I That's know. the one where we compare all of the Zelda, Zelda titles to all and... of the Stephanie Meyer books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we see the like thematic, you know, uh, underpins on each one. You know, if you guys want to start the 10-year podcast journey to compare Zelda games to Stephanie Meyer's you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'd join you. That sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> 10 years sounds like not enough time to me, but I'm willing to commit because it sounds like a, you know. It's like a page-by-page, page, minute-by-minute analysis of like each. 
<laughs> so as I was right. reading the third sentence of New Moon. Oh, there's a lot of potential. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyways. Uh, okay, another one of my goals that's a little bit more related to like time management and things like that. Um, I spend a lot of time, like, so uh, a lot of people who might not know me know that I'm a very uh, cluttered person. Uh, I'm a bit of a hoarder. I have overcome this recently by throwing away like 75% of my possessions before moving to a small, a tiny house, actually, 400 square feet. Um, uh, but uh, still, I have a lot of crap. And one of my goals this year is to declutter my life before January ends. I am to throw away half of my wardrobe. Yes, I have counted my articles of clothing. No, I don't know how many I have off the top of my head. I'd have to go look. And yes, I'm on track to throwing away half of my wardrobe by the end of this January. Um, Keep a lot of the people... underwear. Well, yeah. It's my and, only recommendation. And actually, I finally had to like commit to just throwing away I, I actually just went to Costco today <laughs> and bought all of the same Kirkland brand underwear <laughs> that's right Kirkland brand they are fantastic don't knock it until you try it but now I have 12 pairs of the same black colored uh, boxer briefs and uh, or, or I guess jockeys they might be called I don't know but uh, <laughs> but now I don't have to think about what underwear I'm wearing or for what pants that I might mer- match them with any man knows the struggle uh, you know, do you wear boxers this day? Whitey tidies this day? Jockeys the next day? Well, you're wearing slacks this day and you don't want to be flapping around, so you don't want to use those boxer briefs. But, you know, mm. anyways, now I have I no choice. There. Oh, well, I just have you save yourself briefs. a lot of time. Oh, well, hey, now I do too, okay? And they're all the same color, so there's no debate about that either. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's one thing that I, I'm surprised you never borrowed from me, Rhett. <laughs> I have standards, my friend. I'm not going to borrow somebody's underwear. I like that part of a podcast where you're talking about underwear borrowing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's been times Please like where... Well, borrow my underwear. No, for reals, though, sometimes I, like, I won't have seen Rhett for like six months and we go meet for dinner or something and he's wearing my shirt from high school. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, shorts. One time... We went, one time we went and played basketball and this was like... I don't know. I don't think we hung out for like almost a year. We went and played basketball at some random park in Salem and Rhett was wearing my shorts. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember how I got those, but some of the other shirts are a little bit more obvious. Uh, yeah. You know, like one time, like we were going golfing together and I didn't have a collared shirt. Your dad was like, Taylor, just give him one of yours. Otherwise, they're not going to on the course, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I still have that shirt. It's a little small for me now, but... Uh, uh, you know, I've worn that shirt probably to like 50% of my job interviews in my life because it says, I'm ready to work now. Hire me. Uh, <laughs> it's a little on the nose for my style, but I respect uh, it. <laughs> um, Anyways. So, yeah. And then, I don't know. There's some other ones in there. Like, you know, I've, I've committed to, uh, you know, June, July, and August. I want to do one weekend, you know, outdoor excursion um each of those months this year and another one i want to have a conversation with a person uh, you know however brief it might be uh in asl um i'm not i don't know any asl um but i think it's important in this day and age english asl what is asl american Signing? sign language oh, oh yeah cool. so okay, you know great. um the I, I remember last year i had an encounter that just like 
broke my heart. Like somebody came to a place where I was working and like really needed help. He was clearly hearing impaired and he was signing at me. And all I could tell him was that I'm a speaking person. You know, I don't sign. That's all I could tell him. And, uh, and he like looked devastated. And I, you know, it's like, luckily he managed to like write some things down so I could call some people to like better come and help him out. But I was just like, if I had a better rudimentary understanding of signing, like I could have helped that guy better. And, uh, I think about that like almost every day, like how much, like I don't want to be in that situation again. So that's uh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, I don't know. And I could go on and on and on. A lot of my, a lot of my goals are like, like I said, they're, they're, they're specific goals, but I have many, many specific small goals like that, you know? Well, that's uh, something I I don't know how much time we have left, but I did want to talk a little bit about, like, how to design a goal. Like, because you could, like, well, and, and I want to get your guys' input on that, because my my interpretation of, of picking a goal is it's something that... Um, is is what's the word i want to use attainable in a way like uh qu- like quantified like uh, qu- quantifiable yeah because like i hear sometimes i hear people or even i will make a goal where it's like i don't actually i can't prove whether or not i've achieved that goal so like what are what are some of the strategies you guys use when you're trying to design a goal like you know you want to get better at you know, such and such a thing. So how do you go about making sure you can quantify to that me, and achieve that? To me, the two things that I'd try to do on every goal is either put a deadline or I put a number next to it, right? So like I have a goal, um, you know, for my fitness thing, you know, we were talking about that before. It's right now I'm about, I'm a little less than 200 pounds, but I think ideally my ideal weight is like 175. So I said, I want to get to 175. Um, and I have other fitness oriented goals, you know, uh, you know, I want to work on my push up game. I want to be able to sit down and do, you know, 100 push ups in a row in one sitting, you know, without resting. Now, a lot of people, you know, the question from that comes like, how do you do that? Well, obviously I have other steps to take and I've, mm-hmm. you know, planned it out. But the first, that's the first step I take towards quantifying my goal, a number or a deadline. Um, you know, like the, like the, the clothes one, the wardrobe one, the number is half. The deadline is the end of January. So, yeah. um, yeah, and, I think that's right. Get as specific as you possibly can. So, because I think of goals in two ways. One, are goals are probably easy to get specific with. For instance, I talked to you guys in the last podcast about that I was part of about this, where I was going to limit my video game purchases to five. And I'm doing that this year. And it's really hard because, like, really soon I'm going to go to the Northwest Computer Expo <laughs> and I've limited my game purchases to five. And it's January, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Retro games ever. So, this is going to be a challenge. Um, it's going to be a challenge, but I'm going to totally do it. And by the way, if Nintendo uh, announces a Nintendo 64 classic, I'm technically counting that as one. So um, <laughs> I don't care what you say. I'm getting it. So, um, you know, because that's what, like 30 or whatever. But, but yeah, it starts with that. But then there are some other goals that I can't, I don't know how to get real specific about. So I have them on my list 
to just think about and try to work as something over the year. Because for me, like, and you were asking Taylor, like, how did goals, be, how did they get on your list? Well, in a lot of ways, it's things I can't stop thinking about. You know what I mean? If I can't stop thinking about it and it comes back to me, I usually I, like, okay, something's here. Let's make it a goal. Um, or I just need to, you know, put down the Stephanie Meyer books because it's an obsession. <laughs> put that out. You know what I mean? Put that out to pasture. But, uh, and just let it go. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and it, like one of the less specific goals is like, waste less, be grateful more. But again, it's not good because it's not specific. So it's yeah. hard to track and measure, right. which means like, I, that goal could feel like a complete failure because I don't know how to approach that. So, mm-hmm. Um, that's some, that's one that I'm still working on. And then there's some other mindfulness goals, but again, those are ones that I'm still um, yeah. working on. Yeah. And, th- and those are definitely good goals to have, you know, waste less, be more mindful, be more grateful, you know, things like that. Um, but you could translate it into something useful. Like I could say, okay, be more grateful would be, Hey, say thank more. you. More. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, why don't you say, why don't you just. You just list out people that you appreciate and figure out how you can send them a message in a way that's personal, you know, to them or waste less. It's like, well, how about I consume less? You know, well, what do I consume a lot of? What embarrasses me about how I'm bringing things in? You know, right. well, that's usually a good place to start. Well, then maybe you could cut some of that down. So, again, it's stuff that I'm still working on. Well, and I think that's something like if you're trying to make it something more specific and quantifiable, it's something you could try, you know, to incorporate every single day like – you know, every time I eat, uh, or every time I go out to eat or something, um, if I have food, take the leftovers or, you know, right. uh, make sure that I am not, you know, buying when I'm at the store, like, like the grocery store or whatever, don't buy something I don't need, or I don't know. Um, it's funny because you mentioned that, you know, take the leftovers thing. I've actually made it one of my goals this year to um, to try to limit the amount of take like leftovers that I take home because I I think like gluttony is like one of my big problems. You know, it's just like, well, I have this food and I want to get like the most value for my dollar. When in reality, like that's a like not the healthiest attitude. And, and also, like, obviously, taking that food home is important to like not wasting and and wasting less is like a, a big goal of mine this year as well. But in terms of food, man, ah, oh, it just killed. Like I ha- I have to do it for my own well being because you know even like lately the other day I, I I had to stay home sick from work the other day because I literally just like overate myself the day before and my stomach was just like in the dream <laughs> it was exploding that it was like painful like i was really yeah. close to going to the urgent care and wow. i like usually never do that, that. doesn't but... sound like the dream sorry <laughs> no it was it was god awful but i'm well, better the now journey to that point was probably the dream but yeah well, <laughs> yeah it was what if you did i think we've talked about i honestly think that we talked about this exact thing the last time john was on <laughs> we did actually, yeah uh, bringing it back <laughs> yeah but what if you what if you made a goal but, of when you go out to eat you eat half and then you you or you ask for a box right away and you put half in the box right away yeah and and actually that's what i've been doing okay that's actually what i've been doing is taking half um uh, but also like you know like you and i taylor have talked about this before but just like also like leaving that last bite as well like you know yeah uh I, I think that's like an important step towards Unless my life. Unless it's healthy. a cookie and I can't do it. 
Oh God, but, I um, can't do it either. I'm like the worst, man. I know. If it's Eating cookie. as fast as I can, but, and all this stuff. I went to this one restaurant recently where I was like, okay, I've got a little bit left on my plate, and I got to take it because I don't want to waste anything. And then they give me, so I'm not actually sure it's clear that if you take the food away, you're you're wasting less. And this is why, because they gave me this thing where it was a um, cardboard box, which is recyclable, cool, neat little cardboard box, but it had like, um, but it had this. Um, uh, what is it? The uh, aluminum foil, like yeah. a lot of it lining yeah. the bottom. And I'm like, I'm like, we're destroying the planet right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we just, well, we're just going backwards. So it's weird. It's like, if it's only a little bit, maybe you should leave it there because the box is going to be more waste than the actual throwing it away sometimes. So it's a weird combo when yeah. it's like, I don't know, maybe that waste is better than the waste that you generate by Yeah, especially for... styrofoam like to-go boxes. Those just <laughs> oh, kill me. Really yeah, true. styrofoam's but... kill. My too. my big thing with I, food waste this year is is composting. That's my yeah, big that's, thing. That's like we all have idea. those green bins out in front of our house. If you have garbage service, like those are for more than just yard debris. Like you can put greasy pizza boxes in there. Yeah, and you can put all of your food waste. And Marion County now they uh, I know you guys are both in separate counties, but they have provided these like sweet boxes that you can take in your house and you scrape your food waste into them and then you can take them out to your green bin or take them out to your personal compost pile in the back and you know maybe you're wasting food that way but at the same time like it also is not going in the trash and we have a garden over here so it goes to good use For um, sure yeah sorry to kill yeah, the conversation one by thing talking I've... about comp <laughs> no go ahead Compost is really exciting. It was just, it was an inside kind of thing, you know, for me. It's a really personal kind of thing. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to hit this point home or talk, talk about it too much. But one thing I've wondered about is like, would it be acceptable if you brought your own Tupperware to the restaurant? Yes. It, it would be. I think that's something that more yes. people should do. Just, honestly, just do it. And no one's going to care, right? You'd be like, oh, I brought my own Tupperware. And then they might think you're weird, but you're weird already, right? So it's Good cool, point. man. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. That's actually so a there you great go. idea. So yeah, there you that go. Is a fact, really I never good thought idea. about it. I mean, people bring their own bags to grocery stores, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's kind of the same thing. It really is. It maybe, really is. Plus, maybe we should all make that goal. <laughs> all right, you should go to Taylor. That's my challenge Portland for you hipster this week. place and be like, "I brought my own Tupperware. Yeah. I've out hipstered you. Yeah, all. what up? I'm not even and then from they're gonna Portland. Start, and I'm oh more God. Portland than you. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. restaurant is going to start the trend of like having like a take one leave one like Tupperware bin in yeah. the front. You know, like <laughs> you know, it's I like mean, oh. let's be fair. It's not going to be Tupperware. It's going to be some sort of glass mason jars. But it's a, yeah. it's the same idea. It's the it's the leftover kombucha jar that oh, they yeah. used to put in your fries. You know? That you know, I was try I was trying to think of the word for some reason I forgot when we were talking about diet soda and like sparkling water, but we do kombucha uh, lately. Do, and you, have, do you roll your own scooby no, or however we're not. Do yeah, that? we don't do that. We don't have like okay. bacteria. Well, we probably do have bacteria growing in our fridge, but we don't like harvest it. <laughs> I, see. I had yeah. friends that were really into that. Um, and I, um, I never tried it. Actually, I guess I have regrets. I don't know, but they grew their own. I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. it gets a little weird when, like, Kurt, our good buddy Kurt, uh, he grew his for a while. I'm, I'm pretty sure, and and I talked to him about it, and the way that he like described it and like everything it just sounded nasty. So I don't think about that. I just get like the bottled kind. But there are there are some really good 
kombucha bars in Portland. Kurt bought, uh, brought us to this little speakeasy. Yes. <laughs> where you like with so, the hallucinogens downstairs. Is there? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, uh, it's like the Indian speakeasy, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you go yeah. there? Yeah. It's yeah, like so. Yeah, they have like these drip hallucinogen things you can get downstairs. Wow. That's funny. But yeah, in Portland. In Portland. Yeah. I can't remember. I, what I can try and get you the the name. Yeah, you uh, you basically like you're just walking down the street and there's like some kind of off the main drag uh, building that you you don't even know it's there. There's a sign out out front, but it doesn't. You can't really tell it's there. And then you go in and you walk downstairs. No one greets you or anything. <laughs> there's just these taps. Like for for kombucha, kombucha, and you go you go get your uh, glass and you fill a, fill a tap, and then they have this little iPad with one of those like Apple Pay things, and you pay for what you get. <laughs> no one talks to you or anything, and then there's like this one room where there's like there's tables, but there's just cushions on the floor, <laughs> and you just hang out. You you sit there in your socks because you have to take your shoes off and you drink kombucha on the floor it's uh (laughs) but it was i felt very out of place the first time i went there but the kombucha is very good it's some of the best i've ever had so nice (laughs) well i hate to like say that we're up against the clock but we're up against the clock yep um so I think this is a good place to wrap it up unless you guys have like any closing thoughts or anything that you guys want to say yeah, I, I would say start small with your goals. You know, don't start, you know, Rhett's got an amazing list of 100 goals. Um, that works pretty well for him. I would say start with a list of less than 100 goals. <laughs> I will say that I never, ever complete them all. And that yeah. is part of my, that's part of why I do it, though, because there is yeah. like carryover from years past. You oh, know, yeah. like, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, I'd maybe start I'd, I'd start with a couple and just see and, and because it's really hard to just because they're going to probably be something that's really important to you. So start with those goals there because it's nice to make progress on a few things just to know you can um, and then start real, you know, achievable. And so but yeah, set them up. Don't don't quit. It's going to be hard, you know, but. I think that there's some value in struggling through the process and becoming better on the other side. And when you achieve your goals, you really are. And so um, I feel a lot better about a lot of that kind of thing. And I think that that's just kind of where we are. You know what I mean? Don't give up. You're going to be able to do it. So yeah. Okay. Well, you know, and it's really don't... fun. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rhett. I was going to make a joke. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> well. I've timing probably got off there (laughs) Uh, but i was gonna say it's really fun to um to make a goal at the beginning of the year or it doesn't even have to be at the beginning of the year it could be in august or whatever and then you check back you know six months later or whatever but it's really fun to be able to make a goal and actually like declare it to the world you know like i declare bankruptcy like michael scott or whatever but uh, (laughs) uh but you declare it to yourself or whoever and then you check back on that later in the year and sometimes it sucks when you don't complete it but it's kind of a wake-up call it's like a reevaluation period but when you've actually done it it's like the most amazing feeling like last year um one of our one of our goals and it didn't start at the very beginning of the year but one of our goals was to start game devs quest and now we're still going a year later and we've made games and we have this community that's really fun and it's just like this amazing thing to look back and think a year ago i didn't have i didn't have this thing 
and now I do, and it's this very important part of my life. So it's worth it's worth putting the time time in. Dream big, you know. Do what you can to to achieve what you want in life. So yeah, I was gonna say you don't want to be like the kombucha mushroom people sitting around all day. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, the system, system of down, down lyrics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know those were the lyrics. Yeah. My name you. <laughs> right? It's who can believe you. Oh, whatever. What did you I just say? I just made up words, dude. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I can never hear the lyrics of songs. I just, it it's, all sounds like sounds. Yeah. It's who can Allie believe makes you. makes fun of me all the time. Let your mother pray. Sugar! Yeah, there you go. Yeah, dude. Anyways, uh, John, uh, how can people reach you, like on social media or you know your your home base on the internet, that sort of thing? My home base on the internet is cheerfulghost.com, and you can find everything that I'm writing about there. We also do Cheerful Ghost Radio, which is a really fun podcast. Not quite as good as Games Devs Quest, but oh, you know, we're like ever. sort of in that zone. You know. <laughs> Dude, it'd be uh, fun to do a full mashup. <laughs> we should. We yeah, should. Actually, that'd be crazy. We're actually, one of my goals this year is to get more um, guests on the show. So you, you guys are on the list for sure. Yeah. Um, and we've been sort of planning out how that's going to work and that kind of thing. So cheerfulghost.com and I'm at Twitter at J Dodson. Heck Very yeah. nice. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah, thanks we a lot, really, man. Uh, yeah, we really want to thank you for coming back on the show, and we really want to thank the listeners for sticking with us for this marathon episode. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, got something out of it, and I think we're going to try and check back in in a couple months, and we'll talk about you know where we are with our goals and, and how to reevaluate and re-strategize to attain them, that sort of thing. So um, hopefully, listener, you guys come back for that one. Um, of course, as always, you guys can tweet at us. We're at Game Devs Quest. You can email us, gdq at airpodcast.com. And uh, you can do all those other things in between. So we hope you guys have a great uh, a great week. Really? Do we have time to announce <laughs> the book club? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so as you guys know, we've been uh, <laughs> we've been talking the last couple of weeks about our book club podcast, and it's officially out on our website, airpodcast.com, or any podcast app out there, pretty much. Uh, we have five episodes up right now, an intro episode, and then we spent like a whole Saturday talking about the book Sapiens, uh, which is this crazy, in-depth, amazing book, and uh, we'd love for you guys to, to listen to it. Um, I think you'll get a lot out of our conversation and the book itself. So you should read the book and uh, yeah, let us know what you think and uh, be a part of that. The other uh, air podcast podcast. Yeah. It's called awesome book club guys. And you can find that on, we're on Twitter with that as well. It's uh, at awesome book club. And, uh, and of course the home is airpodcast.com. Same home as game devs quest. So go ahead and check that out. And uh, we're going to be, pushing that and hopefully talking about that more and if you guys are interested in self-betterment and learning new things then uh i think you might enjoy the podcast and and sapiens was like a really great place to start so um hey look at that got another follower thanks john <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I love you guys. awesome <laughs> uh well i think 
we're, that should do it. That does it. So yep. thanks so much for coming on, John. We really appreciate it. Sorry to take up almost 90 minutes of your time. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to bill you for this time. <laughs> cool. I get paid. I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> great, great. We'll uh, we'll put that in the, uh, you know, to the billings box to go out in, a, you know, a year's time or so. Just or more. Just you know. the GDQ credit card. Love <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well... <laughs> Thanks, All right, thanks so for tuning in, guys. Have a good week. We'll catch you later. Good up, music. Yep.